mention it. Yeah. mention a podcast with kevin and dane i'm dane and i'm kevin you're just uh having a little java yeah with this time it's an almond coconut blend right creamer right just a little bit yeah just a little as a like treat a taste. as a treat because typically i dr- straight black coffee yeah yeah if, if it's homemade yeah maybe a little bit of milk for me Anyway, today we are, for the main segment of the show, we are doing not the best artists or albums of the decade, the worst artists slash albums of the decade. Yeah. Um, A general conversation about the trash, the trashiest trash of the last 10 years. Which I'm personally really looking forward to that part of the, that part of the show. Before that, you got anything? Um... I don't know. Oh, shout out to her. Mm. She is fucking fire. I thought her whole thing was that she doesn't really do photos and she... <laughs> well, she, when, she, she, when she does. <laughs> she's come out of the Yeah, of the she, she has. But it's, it's, it's almost ridiculous, actually. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's actually like... Does she know. have the potential to eclipse Tinashe? For me, maybe, because I I do like the mystique, mm. like that part about that part of her is just like super. You can you can check out the the IG, and just look through. She's pretty fire though. Oh, I had no idea that she was like this open with her with her image. I thought yeah. she was all. Oh no no! Oh, this is. Who's that? Lenny Kravitz hanging out with Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> I, I really like her music. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Mm. All right. Confirmed. Uh, to, not to me. Not eclipsing Tanache. Yeah. No. Tanache continues to. Tanache is a is put up is, numbers. No, and then she's she's got the little uh, the little savage Fenty uh, deal sponsorship whatever the fuck it is partnership now that's like a collaboration of two of the finest walking the planet earth yeah (laughs) yeah shout out to tinashe again too yeah do you get dry skin in the winter Mm, sometimes do you have to be diligent about moisturizing i'm fairly diligent in general okay so yeah, which is why I said sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Bro, my heels are <laughs> that's the fucking Mojave Desert. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's disgusting. It's, it, it sounds nasty. It's awful. And like once fucking, even once October hits, it's like if I'm not 
dousing myself, my whole body in moisturizer, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a miserable day. Wow. Yeah. And I stay really well hydrated, but my just... Your skin is just flaky and dry. <laughs> My pasty white skin yeah. just cannot handle the slightest fluctuation in temperature. But the thing is, is like in the summer, I'm totally fine. I don't even really have to put moisturizer on in the summer. Do you get red in the summer? What do you mean? Like, do I get sunburned? I mean, I think there's a line. I guess I guess a tad bit sunburned. But, you know, like there's a line between people who just go out and kind of, you know, get a little reddish to where before it's like, full on like if burn. I don't put on well in the like eight months out of the year I every every day I walk out of the house I have SPF 50 on my face regardless of if it's rain or shine okay like over the winter like from now until February I, I will not be applying that SPF moisturizer mm-hmm. I just do a regular moisturizer on the okay. face but once you probably once March hits I'm going back to the SPF because if I don't put on sunscreen then I get really really fucking red Wow. But also I get red like when I exercise, like mm-hmm. if I'm breathing hard, I get red. I don't know what that is. But it's actually <laughs> it's lo- it actually like low key kind of embarrassing actually cuz like if I'm like working out pretty hard like and I'm sweating a lot, like my face gets really flush. I don't know what that is if it's genetic or like what what it is, but My nose gets red. Really? Yeah. Like what when you're cold? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. My mom's does as well. Okay, maybe it's maybe it's matrilinear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, my fucking, my heels are on yeah, DEFCON, DEFCON 1 right now. Yeah, that's fucked up. Oh, yeah, um, Trump's getting impeached. Mm. But nothing's going to come of it, and he's going to say he's completely vindicated once all the Re- Republicans don't change their opinion. And no, I know. be like, witch hunt, total what? witch hunt, completely exonerated. So. Right. The Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, crooked, crooked Hillary, crooked Nancy. No, he, he calls her nervous Nancy. Ner- I saw that. Nervous Nancy. <laughs> nervous Nancy. That's funny. I don't know. But yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how it's like that. Is It should be a historical moment, but it's, it's kind of not. It's, it's not at all. It's like, sort of been reduced to this blip on the radar screen. Right, but, but what's crazy is like it's all that you hear on mainstream news is like impeachment, the Sondland testimony, this, you know, this person. Oh, now they have these, you know, scholars coming in and, and all of this shit. And it's just like no one really cares. Like we're we're talking about like gradations of corruption yeah uh, oh, oh biden and his sons that's soft corruption we're talking about trump withholding you know this is real like who like they're both corrupt pieces of shit like who cares like people like the general public doesn't care well th- well that's what's crazy to me i forget who i was reading or listening to someone other than me put it really well where they were like there's all this shit, like you were saying, going on in the mainstream media with the with the impeachment and all, all this chaos. Like if you were in a bubble and you just watched like CNN, you'd think that there were fucking riots in the streets or something. Right. Like but you go outside and like reality is like at a status quo. So there's this huge disparity between what's going on in these really, really high levels of abstraction, like in DC mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like you go to the supermarket and, and get a fucking seltzer yeah. and it's all good. So yeah. like, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, no, it's really it's crazy. weird. It's, it's really crazy. weird. 
But, fucking um, uh, speaking of Joe Biden though, he had another meltdown. What he do? So You're my this, Biden correspondent. This guy at a at a town hall or something, right? For Biden, he um asked him a question about Hunter Biden in the you know Ukraine shit or whatever. Mm. And so Biden gets defensive, right? And he went on some rant, like he was kind of like, so the the guy who asked him the question was a pretty like heavy guy, right? So he, so Biden was. Wait, wait, saying, you say heavy, fat. Oh, okay, okay, big, big, big guy, big guy, big guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Biden calls him fat. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> He's. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to backtrack and say that he did not call this man fat, but it, he told like they're they're going back and forth. Yeah, and you hear Biden say, "Look, look fat, oh, yeah. <laughs> dead ass, <laughs> dead ass." Like after after already telling this dude, like he challenged him to a push up contest or to go run. Hilarious. <laughs> and then like last week he he like some uh these um uh immigration activists questioned him about immigration and he told them if he if they didn't like his you know immigration plan go vote for Trump. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. Just based on my picture of him from what the snippets I get and from the updates I get from you, there's clearly the boundary between his inner monologue and what he presents to the external it's, world. Is, it's completely is, different. Yeah. It's completely different. He thinks he's like killing it. No, but what I'm saying is like when he, if he was, if he was like, okay, fat, mm-hmm. that. Oh yeah. No, there's up, up here. here. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah and came out. Yeah. Like yeah. Porous. Right. 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 <laughs> Something else. You, you should have just said, okay, look, no, he said, okay, fat. <laughs> like, damn. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, dude, that's, yeah, that shit's crazy. We're going to have to, like, find that clip and, like, splice yeah. it in. Okay, fat. Oh, my God. I, I, I need to <laughs> that's see a that. sound bite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can have, once we have a soundboard, I we know. Can, yeah. Start doing really, really cheesy drops. Right. Okay, fat. I have one thing, one other thing that's semi serious, but not really. So, as you know, I'm a diehard New York Mets fan. Mm hmm. Now, they had a pitcher named Zach Wheeler go into free agency this past, at the end of this season. And he's a pitcher with, a, like, tremendous upside, like a lot of talent. He throws almost 100 miles an hour. He's, mm-hmm. like, all this nasty shit. But he's kind of, like, inconsistent. He had Tommy John surgery. He was out mm-hmm. for the sideline for a couple of years. His past two years, he's been able to play full seasons or a past year and a half. But, like... He would put together a string of like two or three really brilliant outings mm-hmm. where you're like, this dude could be a fucking Clayton Kershaw. He's an ace. Mm-hmm. And then he'd get like bombed or whatever. So he's inconsistent. He's pretty young. He's going into free agency. There's a lot of um, demand for, for starting pitchers, talented starting pitchers. It was kind of like the Mets would have wanted to keep him, but they just signed Jacob DeGrom to a nearly $150 million five-year contract. The Wilpons are notoriously stingy and bad mm-hmm. owners. So it was like, we want to keep him, but like probably, like my expectations were calibrated such that I knew he was probably going to go somewhere else, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So this past week, news broke that he 
did in fact somewhere sign somewhere else. He signed like a five million upwards of a hundred million dollar deal with the Philadelphia Phillies, who are in the same division as the mm-hmm. Mets. Now, whenever something like this happens, and the Mets on top of that, the Mets and Phillies are like really big rivals. Right. So whenever something like this happens, the logical side of my brain is sort of like, I get it. Okay, we were never really going to sign him in the first place. You got to do what you got to do. Look out for your best interest, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. It's a business. The other side of my brain is like, can we just, is it really just all about the money in sports? Especially the fact that he went to like a team in the division that's a, a noted rival. And I just feel like maybe it's spe- more specific to baseball, but... Like that's kind of egregious. Like go just going to the like for for eight years he was a, a Mets mm-hmm. star. Oh, so, like so wait, living so, and breathing. Like you you embody that rivalry. Like fuck the so Phillies. Are you saying this from his perspective? You're talking about him. I'm choosing saying, to go to the Phillies. Yeah, I'm questioning that. I'm saying uh. I get that you want to maximize maximize value and whatever. But, like, is there any more of that old school, like, fuck you guys? Like, I'm on this team and I want to fucking beat, like, even with even in the NBA, like, I feel like that's sort of a bygone era. Like, you, you, one year you might be bitter rivals, bench clearing brawl, fuck this other team, a lot of bad blood, whatever. And then you go into free, free agency, the next year they offer you a mega, a, a max contract, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're going with them. So I'm just like, Damn, that competitiveness that that just that just irked me. I was like, "Fuck." I don't I don't know if if like the competitiveness is gone necessarily. I think like the the rivalry era in that sense is a bygone era. Um, and I don't think that that's all just the players going for a money grab necessarily. Like you also have to think about like when these you know mega TV deals and and you implement like free agency policies and shit like that. Teams are looking out for their best interest, right? So you may have like you have a situation where teams are looking at it like, oh, we have this player who's been on our squad for eight years. You know, he's embodied the culture. Whoop de whoop whoop all this other shit, right? Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh shit, Kevin Durant is available. We want. The fucking glue culture guy, though. Get your fucking ass out of here. Right, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, so now you give play, like, the the league was almost forced, like, these leagues are almost forced to implement, you know, free agency policies to, like, level that negotiation, that negotiation for, like, players and, and franchises and shit like that. Because at that point, you are just at the whim of a franchise, with all of this money tied to you, where it's just like, you know, if the team is like, oh, we we got you here, we signed, you know, we signed you to this contract, you've played out, you know, 70% of the contract, we don't want to pay you on the back end because that's when, you know, the kicker, the the extra incentives and yeah, shit yeah. kick in. We don't want to pay that. Get your ass out of here. So giving the players that that opportunity, I think is just you know, you kind of have to like level the playing field in a sense. So as a result, that that like 
you know, team spirit of like, I'm, you know, a part of this organization like that. Like, look at like Dirk and Kobe and like that shit is rare. Tim Duncan. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a bygone era. Like Damian Lillard is, is talking about doing that shit now. Like, I want to stay in Portland for the duration of my but career. I fuck with that. Like, no, and, and that's cool. And that's cool. I'm just saying you can't fault the players who who take it into their like that's a player who's saying, okay, I'm I'm gonna stay here and is making that decision. And that's taking a risk. Because you say, like, okay, I'm I'm gonna be in Portland and I'm gonna make sure that I stay in Portland, I'm gonna resign, whatever, whatever. I'm not, you know, this knock on wood or whatever. Let's say he gets injured. You think that Portland wouldn't unload his contract if he was, if it came down to it? I mean, if it came down to it, fair enough. It, but that's what I'm, you have to think about that type of shit. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just, there's a certain level of. Like once you, look at this is the thing. Is once you make it a business, then you're going to run the risk of losing whatever that, you know, the purity of whatever the fuck it is. Like it's because you're going to have to make certain compromises. So like I said, so as a result of free agency, these, the, the way these, you know, professional sports leagues are now just making billions of dollars, you have to, you have to put it up. You have to set it up now where it's like, okay, the players get to have some say in this shit and you know, whoever negotiates the best deal for themselves is what it is. Yeah. I guess, I guess my thing is I always go back and now fucking Robinson Cano is a Met, but when Robin can, Robinson Cano went into free agency when mm-hmm. he was a Yankee, again, I'm, I'm a huge Mets fan. I, I hate the Yankees a lot, so I don't really follow their shit, but I'm pretty sure he, he went to Seattle. He was on the Yankees. The Yankees did offer him a, a contract, mm-hmm. but he ended up going to Seattle because Seattle offered him $15 million more dollars. He would have mm-hmm. gotten three twelve or three twenty seven. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. at that at that level, it's no, that's yeah, that's, I, that's where I that's where the it, my understanding of it breaks down. So like if and the thing about this this kid this dude in particular Zach Wheeler, he was on the trading block for a while because he was like young talent, like a he was a piece to move, and he recognizing this went to the upper management and said, no, I fuck with this organization. I want to be here. I want to build this shit. So if the Mets had, I'm I'm not sure what the Mets did. Maybe they made him an offer. Maybe they didn't. But like, let's say you could have gotten 105 million to stay with the Mets or 115 to go to division rival Phillies. Like that's where I don't really understand. So, I mean, obviously it's, it's, I think it would be more, I mean, sometimes it's not, it's not more than the money, right? Sometimes it is. It's just simply, they're giving me the most money and I'm taking it. Right. Um, but then I think about like how organizations operate. So like, for instance, uh, David Fisdale, it like, he got fired yesterday by the Knicks. Mm Mm-hmm. A video came out like maybe two hours after news broke that he was fired. He's like going into like he conducted practice that day, went into practice. The entire fucking front office is sitting, you know, sitting there with him. And he's coming in, dapping everybody up. 
laughing, all this shit or whatever. And, you know, hours later, you get the fucking chop. You get chopped. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, what do player like what do players think in that situation? Where it's like, huh, y'all was just big kicking it with this motherfucker an hour ago and now he's gone. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. You know? So it's kinda like, huh, if I get if I have an opportunity to jump shit before y'all shit me out and I get to choose right. where right. I wanna go. Yeah. As opposed to you fucking send me to, you know, Charlotte. Yeah. Or some shit. Yeah. Like, no, nah, fuck out of here. Or yeah. you know, or in uh in dude's case or whatever, I'm trying to think like who the fuck wants to go to the fucking Rays? Who wants to go to the Tampa right. Bay yeah, Rays? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, let me let me go to Philly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I get yeah. that. It's just yeah. You're just a real fan. Yeah. So I'm just a spur I'm spurned. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel you. But um all right, so let's take a break and when we come back we'll talk about the worst artists of the past decade. mention a podcast um at this time we'd like to say follow us on social media at ntymypod email us suggest topics review us rate us all of that because yeah i think i said last episode the amount of li- there's a there's a, a big disparity between the amount of listens we get and the amount of reviews i feel like if every listener left a review the algo would be Oh no! It would the be, it would be, be skyrocketing. Yeah, it would be yeah, stupid. Yeah. Also, I have to give a special shout out. I went to my, <laughs> I went to my ten year high school reunion over uh, Thanksgiving break, and I have to give a special shout out to Hamid because mm. this dude Hamid that I went to high school with I was never even really like close friends with him. I, if anything, I was probably a dick to Hamid because mm-hmm. I was I was a piece of shit in high mm-hmm. school. Um, but like. Hamid is now um, uh, getting his, he's going to be a physician. He's in med school and mm-hmm. like he's working at a hospital in the fucking South Bronx and is fucking killing it. And like without any prompting or just like whatever, he was just like, oh, yo, I've listened to your podcast and I really like it. And he like complimented us. And I was like, Hamid, you did not like that fire. Yeah, that's fire. Like hmm. there was no, he had no obligation. Right. To listen to the podcast, I would not have expected him to do that at all, let alone to actually compliment us on it and say that he fucked with it. So shout if if you're listening to this episode, Hamid, shout out to you. Yeah, you're, shout out. You're you're the man. Um anyways, yeah, follow us on social media at NTYMyPod and all that. Okay. 
worst artists of the decade. Hmm. This this isn't. Do you want to go? Let's go with the. Do you want to go with the easy shit? Well, here's what I got when when you suggested this. I feel like. On my part, at least, I'm going to have to put some effort into distinguishing between what's bad, legitimately, mm-hmm. where you can make an argument for it being bad, a bad mm-hmm. artistic mm-hmm. product, a bad musical product, whatever, mm-hmm. versus... Something v- you don't like. Versus just something I don't like, or versus something that just is tired and is like formulaic and sounds the same as everything else out there. I feel like I fall into that habit where, or I, that if it is a trap at all, I fall into the trap of... Oh, it's you're an artist that just sounds like the innumerable other artists that have this kind of like trappy Zaytoven influence sound right now. So like you're trash, but it, are you really trash or are you just generic? And but is, the, but that's the yeah. does generic entail trash? I was just gonna, I was just gonna say that because now we're talking about like cat like when cats were essentially following the same aesthetic with during the boom bap era. Right, Pete Rock was was heavy sampling, Large Professor heavy sampling, Premier heavy sample. You know what I'm saying? Like you had cats who were like following the same aesthetic, pulling from the same soul, you know, music soul genre, and it's like we didn't think that that, that it was. It's when you look at it, that was generic, right? Like yeah. that was the generic sound. We don't look at that shit like it was trash. No. <laughs> so okay, so generic doesn't entail trash. No, it's the fuck. What's generic? What is being generalized? Right? Like, yeah, what, well, yeah, yeah. Unless generic isn't trash, unless unless the principles what, of that are are actually trash. trash. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. And so that's where I'm. That's where I land. All right, establish <laughs> establish that. Um, all right, where, where where to begin? You you take it. You take it from here. Uh, I think we can start. We could start easy. We could start with the ones, the glaring, sort of just garbage of the of the decade, right? Such as, such as like a blue face. Oh, at the tail end of it, like closed out the decade on a horrible note. We got a couple heavy hitters closing out the decade, like that are gonna be among yeah. the worst of the whole decade. Right, right. Like all time worst. Blue face is awful. He is like an all. He is all time bad. It's it's astounding. It's really inexplicable how it's inexplicable to me how that how that song of his is like the song of the fucking year with like a billion. You want to know what's what's crazy is like how does that happen? Like so, Lil Lil Yachty. Mm, Lil Yachty. I thought Lil Yachty was was pretty bad, right? And I was like, this is this has got to be the floor. <laughs> this has got to like be the floor. Rock bottom. Right. No. Uh, maybe he was. Blueface is the fucking basement. Well that's that's one of that's one of my like it, it, whenever I'm talking this type of shit, I, I feel like I always come back to that. Like we all with we freaked out at Yachty. But now like there's a certain amount of nostalgia I could look back. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy how bad it got with with him and Takashi. And like, I Takashi just as a, a bad sort of, he just encompasses everything bad about the decade. Yeah. Um, 
but and that's like not even his music because that was I don't even know if you could call that music that yeah yeah you know and and so that was like really really bad super bad yeah. but blueface blueface is, bro I don't understand how fucking that Thoughtiana song is one of the worst things when I when I heard it and it, this was again like the the Thadiana wave was cresting. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, what is this shit? Let me listen. Uh, wh- what? No, it's, it's it's bad. It's the laziest sounding shit I have ever heard. And, and what's what's so crazy is like, so it cheapens. I'm I'm very protective of L.A. in the West Coast sound, right? Like, even though I grew up in a house where we listened to everything, when I was just out in public, out with friends, like, on the school bus, like, what's crazy is, like, my school my school bus driver <clears throat> in sixth grade to, like, six, sixth through eighth grade, she would play, like, fucking East Siders and shit on the bus, <laughs> right? So, it's like, so I'm very protective of that, of that sound and that aesthetic. He cheapens it so much. Oh, dear. Like, it... it it makes absolutely no sense that it's it should sound like that bad. Like I really don't like. I don't know. Is Takashi was a troll, right? Like Takashi was a troll, and it was so apparent that he was a troll. I'm not really getting that vibe from Blueface. No, like nothing. it's. You you are putting this out like motherfucker. I like I really spit like this is what I do, yeah, and yeah. it's like no, this isn't what you do. No, he's like, really 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 bad. Like I don't I don't think he has a, a musical bone in his body. No, like, at I all. I don't think if I if I played him something and I was like, tell me where the downbeat is. Show no. me that. No, and then and, like but the yeah, thing is, he he defends that. He's like, oh well, everyone's like you don't rap on beat, Blueface, and he's like, oh, I've, no, it's just I have my own style, and it's like no. No, no, like that, and that's that shit is a cop out. Like I have my own. No, you're just bad. Yeah. Because I like it's certain cats who will rap off beat and then bring it back intentionally. Intentionally. Yeah. If you have the ability to do otherwise and you make a conscious choice to do it, that can be a, a, a style. Right. A deliberately crafted style. Right. If you just don't know what the fuck you're doing and then you claim no, that's my style. That like that's no, no. Yeah. No. So Blue, Blueface is definitely among the the worst of the decade. Right. Lil B. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even put Lil B in there though. Like you No, you know what? I will say this. I uh I wrote a paper on how trash Slim Jesus. Mm was yeah and how problematic slim jesus was yeah that was very like that whole the the drill shit i I can go on a rant about that because i do not like any of that shit either but at least i was able to contextualize it but then it was just like dude like we got the we got the just straight gimmicky i mean i guess you could say he was like a precursor to takashi in a sense. Kind of. That's a good call. Yeah. That's a good call. Slim Jesus. I, but the thing is, it's like, there's certain cats where like Little B, Slim Jesus, I know they're completely different, but like, I don't, I feel like you ha- sort of have to exclude them because like, no one, 
even takes them seriously. Even if mm-hmm. they take themselves seriously. Mm-hmm. But, but but people clearly take Blueface seriously. People, people take cl- people take Lil B seriously. Really? I think I've so. been to a Lil B show. Everyone was there ironically. Yeah. Everyone was there okay. was like a fake like a, a Lil it was, B it's cult a, member, it was a but troll. it's like, yeah. it's a troll, yeah. bro. Yeah. It's gotta be. It's gotta I be on you. some level. But okay, let's let's turn it over to the real shit no. because I, I I yeah I I just yeah. wanted to throw out like the easy yeah, yeah, yeah. easy shit or whatever you uh intro the the holy grail so I think I think this could definitely be one of it if not the worst it's definitely one of the worst but it could be the worst album of the decade. And that is Magna Carta, Holy Grail. <laughs> Jay-Z, what the fuck were you doing? Like, it, that is one of the worst bodies of work. Mm. And especially because it's like, we, like, think about, think about Ho's discography. Like, he has stupid classics. Right, like album, like Matt, like legit masterpiece yep. albums. Right, what the fuck was he doing with with the Justin Timberlake know, so, shit? So when the- you said that album, I was like, "What? Which one was that? Which mm-hmm. Jay Z album was that?" And then I saw the, and then I looked it up on Spotify, saw the cover. I was like, "Oh, it's the one with Tom Ford." And I put on the first track. Justin immediately it's Justin Timber Timberlake wailing right, right. for no reason. Right. Totally over crooning. Like, <laughs> with the most the corniest lyrics of all time. For like a good two minutes. And mm-hmm. like, okay, this is the intro to a Jay-Z album. I and then to. so yeah, so it all came coming back. It all came rushing back. And when the moment when Jay-Z comes in after Justin Timberlake has set the stage for what's to come is maybe one of the cringiest moments in, I don't know. I have that as one of the cringiest moments ever. Hold on. We should Picasso, baby garbage. Tom Ford is gotta be one of the worst Jay-Z songs. Ever yeah. Made. Tom Ford is, is horrible. I, okay. I'll admit I'm not opposed to fuck with me. You know, I got it. Oh, I think that line is. I think the, I think that song is so bad. Yeah. Oh my God, where Rick Ross, where they mirror each other. Rick Rick Ross lands in Paris, and then Jay Z yeah. lands in Rome. <laughs> like, oh my God, it's hey. so garbage. I'm not. I'm not Oceans? super opposed to that one, but we, uh, fair enough. Oceans, garbage. Oh, Frank Ocean. Fuck man. up the world, garbage. And people like to have the conversation of like best hip hop uh, acronyms. That's in the worst hip hop acronyms ever. Foot what? Foot twa. Foot twa. I don't know what the fuck he's saying. Oh wait, what? What's this? Is that that might be the line where that might be the song where he has the line? Oh yeah, it is. Hold on. <laughs> One of the worst Jay Z lines ever. I'm gonna do a little dramatic reading here. Yeah, so this makes sense because because when I was re-listening to it, this line stuck out at me because of the fucking ridiculous reference to Homeland. It's like shit like that is like, okay, so you're just, it's way too timely because it like two years later, no one was, no one's talking about Homeland, but like this, this Homeland reference is etched into Mm -hmm. your, your Mm -hmm. discography now. Okay. 
<laughs> feeling like a stranger in my own land got me feeling like Brody in Homeland. I just want a shot to show my genius standing on the top. Hold my penis. <laughs> yeah. Among other, among other really, really great lines. Yeah, that. I mean, that is just bad because like we hold him in such high esteem. And so it's like to come out with an like I, I think it's one thing for somebody to sort of miss. Right. Like you miss on an album where it's like, OK, we we saw what you were trying to do or whatever. And it's just kind of like it didn't work. Yeah. It's another thing to be like, this is just objectively poor. Mm. And yeah, you you were saying that. This isn't. This isn't bad for Jay Z standards. It's straight it's up. Just, it's very, just. Yeah, very it's bad. just bad. To me, it's the height of how did I phrase it? Oh, overproduced, commercial market tested, <laughs> pop rap. Pop. Yes. <laughs> yes. And yeah, mixed with the laziest version of Jay Z ever. Yeah. It. It was just like so. What was the um, what was the album that came after, um. The Black Album. Uh, was that American Gangster? Mm, I don't think. I don't think so. American Gangster was a fucking classic. Um, no, it. Oh, Kingdom Come. Kingdom, Kingdom Come. Come. Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come was a bad Jay Z album. Yeah. I think if somebody else would have made that album, we would have been like, "Oh, that was pretty cool." Yeah, yeah. Magna Carta Holy Grail is a horrible album in and of itself. Oh yeah. Like, if we were to pull up the definition of a bad album, that album cover would be depicted as the example. Okay, so, yeah, Magna Carta, Holy Grail, one of the worst albums of the decade. Right. I got, or we had Big Sean in general. Yeah, Big yeah, Big Sean in general. Like, and that's that's going to be controversial for some cats because people really like Big Sean. And I, I told you, oh, you know, before we started recording, like, I think Big Sean is actually a good rapper. Like, I think he can really spit. I just don't like his music. And then it's like, I, I, I characterize him as like somebody, like the homie who can, who can spit, but you don't really take him serious. Like, you're not really like checking for him like that. Yeah. You know, like if, if Big Sean was just around kicking it and then, you know, cast just start freestyling and shit, like, that yeah, would be fire. But yeah. like, yeah. I'm not about to go cop a Big Sean album. No, he has te- he has he has technical ability yeah. for sure. Everything else he has none of. Yes, yeah, it's, it's I don't it's no there there. Exactly. <clears throat> there's like no content, there's there, there's no pathos, there's no depth. Like and he's just corny. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, yeah. I, like I think it's an I think it's an example of like just because you're good at something doesn't mean that you ought to be all, that right, thing. right, like, right. He doesn't have an art- artistic agenda. He right. has no artistic agenda. He's just like, okay, I can do this, so let me do it. Right. And it's, I'm, it's not even like he's. I think he's phoning it in. Like I think he's really trying. Yeah. But it's like you have nothing to say. Right. So yeah, Big Sean and that big, well, that Big Sean Metro Boomin album was pretty bad. Was pretty bad. I got another one. All right. <laughs> and this is like. This will be the artist first, and then we're going to lead into the album. Okay, okay. But, uh, future. Future at large. Future at large. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Future is the worst. Like, you know what? It pains me that future is 
actually a part of the Dungeon family. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Goody Mob, Outcast. Organized noise, like, like future, future, future yeah. has dungeon family tattooed on his arms, and it's like, I respect the, I respect the hustle, like you know, you you pulled it off, but just straight like artistry, oh my god, that shit is trash. Like I, I've heard a, a handful of uh, future songs throughout the course of the decade that I've been like, huh, that's okay. You, how many albums or mixtapes has this man put out? And what does he talk about? Like drugs? Like doing drugs and shit? Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't get the I don't get the appeal really. No. Like I mean I guess like future is like a byproduct of like this like fans being sort of invested in lifestyle. And so I, nice. I guess they like yeah. see future and sort of just how he carries himself and shit like that, that it's just kind of like it, you know, compensates. And the music it goes along. Goes along with that, right, yeah. right. And so it's like he's cultivated that. Right. But if you're like taking a step back and we're like, all right, let's listen to, like, let's go back and review the album, you know, that you dropped five years ago. Let's go back and listen to it now. It's like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, if, it, if all your music is geared around the vibe, once the vibe is gone, once the vibe has changed, then your music is, you know, obsolete. Bro, so. future is, future is real, real bad. Yeah. There's. Oh, no, keep going. Keep going. I, no, no, no. Okay. Future is so bad, I'm almost <laughs> like, I don't know how to talk. Like, <laughs> you don't know how to put, it's it, indescribable. It's, it's hard to articulate because right, right. it's like. You listen to it, and it's just a distillation of all the worst, most, like, talk about formulaic. Mm -hmm. Talk about insipid. Maybe that's the word I was looking for. It's just like a bunch of, it's like this really, really tasteless pastiche of fucking banal hip-hop elements put together. Right. And then you got future on top of it. Right. Mumbling. Right. And then it's just like, like, you have, I can imagine, I can only imagine, rather, like, what a real artist, like a, a real artist would do with a producer like Zaytoven who can play, you know, all these instruments and do all this shit where it's like future just restricts his production in a way that it's like, it actually like cheapens Zaytoven's sound. hundred percent. You know? And it's just like, dude, like why? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, moving on from future, to a future pro a future yeah. uh project is what a time to be alive oh god him and drake is that is th the match made in hell coming in at number three on the worst fucking albums of the decade we got what a time to be alive featuring two of the cringiest artists yeah, of the period. fucking decade holy shit that was that was the worst that was probably the worst moment of the decade like that that what a time to be alive moment with Future and Drake, just the ubiquity yeah. of of them in that project. Jumpman, they said, how many times were you gonna say fucking Jumpman in yep. a song? Yeah, it's like shit like that. It's just come on. Yeah, there's some on. some spectacularly awful Drake lines in that one. Oh, is that no. is it Jumpman where he's like you and yours? 
versus me and mine. <laughs> uh, no, that, that's something that, else. Yeah, I think that's something else. Yeah, that's something else, which was equally, it's trash, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like, look at, and then it's Drake. Drake is almost like, we talk about like culture vultures or whatever. Drake is vampiric in his <laughs> in his in his approach to like jumping on sounds and co-opting sounds yep. and shit like that. He's done that. He's literally done that throughout this entire decade. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, that's the hot new shit. I'm on it. Like he literally co-opted everything. Yeah, that was insanely opportunistic. Everything. Like there was no. That was the most inexplicable fucking non sequitur what's that what's it called when you just like oh, what's it's like a it's like a plot device in novels where you just start or like or like deus ex ma- mahina mm-hmm. whatever that shit mm-hmm. is called like no reason just right. like okay here it is right drake and future like okay like accept that on face value like, right what but then that's also like a commentary on like this this like idea of just being able to put names together like it's not about the art so it is just like huh this is gonna make a splash we got you know we got future and we got and we got drake yeah like i mean i would say you know cats have their opinion about them but at least you would get an art an artistic project out of a kendrick cole collaboration they would at least go in there for the art yeah Drake and Future were going for the vibe. We're going for the tour. Yeah. We're, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, that's, that's vibe weak. music, vibe music at large for me on my personal, like, pet peeves, worst of the decade. Yeah. Vibe music in general, which Drake has been a prime perpetrator right. of. Right. Just like the whole more life thing was egregious to me. That was the, the calling it a playlist, having like, Every now and then was like a somewhat like well put together song as mm-hmm. it has a structure. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it was just like, yeah, this bullshit. is a vibe in the studio. Yeah. Let's put that out. Yeah, it's like a two. Yeah. And then that's that's song. also like another cop out too. It's like, oh, it's a playlist. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a playlist. So it's like, oh, so now cats are just like throwing out whatever. You know, you you sort of have carte blanche to just throw out whatever yeah. now. And then and then the, that was like maybe that that again talk about Drake being vampiric. Maybe that wasn't the beginning of it, but then you had it seemed like the whole wave of artists putting out double disc projects. The fucking Ray Schremer thing which had so much hype around it, which was like three discs, like three sides. That is so fucking true. Like the that's that's another that's another that's another like fucking dark spot yeah, of yeah, the decade yeah. is the if your album has over 15 songs At, 15 is like a hard cutoff 15 is too many already too <laughs> 15 yeah, yeah, yeah. is too many yeah if you have more than 15 songs and I'm talking about straight tracks, yeah. like not skits, yep. not you know, not interludes. Fifteen tracks, your album is too long, and it was like legit. Cats were dropping like thirty songs. Chris Brown put out a, a 50, 40 song. That shit is so, like who's listening to that? And it's a ploy. It's so thinly veiled. It's 
Yeah, it's it, with the stream shit, with with the way streaming yeah. is set up. It's like let's just put out as much work as possible. But it's like you aren't getting like you aren't getting anything from it, and yeah. so it's just bad. Like, yeah. You know what I? For worst albums of the decade, I almost want to put in an Earl Sweatshirt. Ooh, okay. But I really like Earl Sweatshirt, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I went back and because when. I was thinking specifically, uh, he just came out with an album, which I haven't listened to, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. And, pe- and my roommates are huge Earl Sweatshirt fans. Mm-hmm. Will was telling me, like, yeah, that Feet of Clay album is straight garbage. Mm-hmm. But when the album, when Earl's Some Rap Songs came mm-hmm. out, I had a pretty bad reaction yeah. to it. I had oh, a pretty, like, I was, but, but then today, I was going back and listening to it, like, ready to gear up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't think it's a bad project. Okay. I I think it's I think like the the hype around Earl being like this enigma and so whenever he drops a project it's a thing. And so I think for that like which is just sort of out, outside of his control, yeah. you know. Um I think for that it it made the project sort of underwhelming. <clears throat> but in terms of it being like objectively bad, like I, I wouldn't say that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's one of those like, is it bad by his standards or is it bad or is it just objectively or it's bad? Just objectively bad. Yeah. yeah. I all I, so one album that maybe falls into the I just really hate it, but it's not objectively bad, or it's just it's the discrepancy between how much people love it. Mm-hmm. And what I think, what spectrum it exists on in reality is um, Frank Ocean's uh, Channel Orange. No, Channel oh, Orange is oh, classic. Oh, I was about to say. And Nostalgia Ooh. Ultra, classic. No, no, no. no. Oh, Fourth, okay, okay. No, okay. I think I was about to say we. I'm pour this pour this coffee no, the on ne- you. Or the next one. The ne- what's uh, Blonde? Blonde. Bro. Blonde was garbage. Blonde was so bad. Blonde was garbage. And you know what makes me mad is when when it came out. I. Was I, okay? Nostalgia Ultra's fucking up fire. Yeah, stupid. Channel Orange is fucking stupid. fire. I'm a big Frank. Ocean Bro, I still, fan. I still like, I still have fucking uh, pyramids on repeat. Pyramids is dope. That oh whole, my god. Okay. Yeah, we we, we, can we go don't need to <laughs> our fucking Frank Ocean CV. Like, and the thing is, is like I uh, again, his popularity was like waxing and is waxing getting more waning. Is so waxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Popularity waxing and waxing and waxing in anticipation of him dropping this. Follow, like the, the, the follow, follow up, up to Channel mm-hmm. Orange, whatever. So like, but so I'm I'm anticipating the album and I accept it. Fucking carte blanche, openly. right? Right. And I'm like, this shit is bad. It's, yeah, it's bad. No, it that's objectively bad. There's nothing. There's no hooks on it. There's no fucking drums on it. There's nothing the, to grab the, the onto. Fact, the fact that the fact that it was like so, I heard about there not being drums on it prior to listening to it, mm. right? And so I was, I, I can't say I went into it pure, yeah, right? Yeah. I had already heard like, oh, he's, it's no drums. So I'm kind of like, no drums? But cats are fucking with it. So I'm like, okay, let me, I gotta yeah. see what this is. That is some of the worst shit. Like it's almost like, Blonde is almost a troll. Yeah. It, it's that bad. Yeah. No, I really think it's just totally capitalizing on the the salience of his image at that time mixed with like the sort of like 
trying to pass like pretension masquerading as deep art and like yeah. heavy music yeah. and like the, this is the thing that I was that I was getting to like I then voiced my opinion to my group of friends who all claimed I was just being a, like uh, a contrarian a contrarian because <laughs> now Frank Ocean had been co-opted by the mainstream and now everyone right. was fucking with it so so now I have to not right, right. maybe I'm guilty of it as far as other shit yeah. Certainly, I am. Yeah, but that yeah, album is fucking bad. No, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, we could we could just be you know kindred spirits on this and and be speaking into our own little echo chamber. But I mean, I I believe it's objectively bad. Yeah. Like I don't. I, it's not a good album. Yeah. It's not a good album. Like and on people, a musical level. I yeah. And find and it. it's kind of like the fact that people are so like quick to exalt shit. You know based primarily on whatever the image of said artist is is just kind of like like that's this is why they aren't making any dope shit yeah because you aren't pushing them to make dope shit like yep. if, if he drops blind we like this is fuck like uh, i want to bust my fucking weed down on this this yeah. is trash you know like if you had if, if we still had physicals yeah you know yeah, like yeah. that would be like i'll break my weed down on this yeah. like this is garbage so yeah, I I don't know. And and by and by allowing artists to sort of like skate by yep. with this type of shit, then you get the artists who aren't good at all coming out with shit that's like, oh, this motherfucker dro- like he dropped some shit like this. And so you have people yeah, it's it's a vicious cycle of yep. just mediocrity. Yep. Vicious cycle of mediocrity is fucking fire and so true yeah if, if your fans don't incentivize you to push if you, they immediately exalt you like you said then there's no incentive right to, even if you think you're pushing the boundary with clearly he thought he was yeah that's the thing is like everyone was like oh this is some heavy avant forward looking <laughs> and i'm like it's no it's not it's, it's not bad. it's just bad it's, it's just real, bad it's real where, bad where does uh yay Fit in. I don't know. That might just be bad for Kanye standards. I haven't even well, I haven't even listened to No, I'm just saying Kanye over the decade in general. Where does Kanye fit oh, in? Oh, 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 oh. Um I don't know. Kanye's a, a very complex character. I don't know that I can put him among the worst of the decade. I'm I'm just asking. I don't know. What do you yeah. I mean, what do you think? Um, he's had he's had some really bad moments. He's had some really bad moments, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess because everybody's like on this cancel Kanye shit, um, or whatever it is, you know. Especially now he's doing all this church. He's on this church vibe, right? Um, but yeah, it was just interesting because it's like, well, I don't know. I guess I'll say like the last. The last album was pretty bad. I didn't even listen. You listened to it? You yeah. got around to actually listening to it? Yeah, yeah I didn't it was, even, it was, I it couldn't was, even do it. It was bad. Um, and and it's not like aesthetically bad. It was just like, you know, vacuous. Yeah. You know? So yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and even the, even Yay, the, like, it all of it is sort of like, this vacuous sort of, you know, appeal to whatever, you know, I'm appealing to, you know, this mental health awareness mm-hmm. shit, or I'm over here like on my spiritual. Again, it's tip. what you said. It's skating by. It's yeah. using the currency of something else to 
right. to skate by. Right. And so, and, and so yeah, so for me, I guess I would like, I would say that Ye has definitely had some moments that were that warrant, or, yeah, that warrant, right? That warrant mentioning, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> yeah. No, I yeah. would never say that he, that he yeah. didn't have those. Yeah, but yeah. All right. Well, I feel like we're winding down. Yeah, we got, we, we got some. We exercised all uh, of yeah. our all of the really bad shit. Yeah, we'll we'll come back with the shit that was dope and that for the next episode. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, everyone. Later. Peace. Now that you mention it. Mention it. Mention it.